Welcome to the Free and Fearless podcast, where we talk about having more freedom and income than you know what to do with, creating digital products that people love, and making offers that practically sell themselves, all while serving your purpose and living your best life. What inspired this episode is the fact that I was at a cute cafe earlier today. It was close to 29 degrees, I was sending the weekly newsletter, I had just published a new interview with a successful blogger and knew that later that day a copy of my new book would arrive in the mail so I could check out how it looks before launching it next week. I've been having many days like that lately, mostly because of the good weather and the creative energy I've been filled with. And all problems and hardships of life aside, life can be good when you do what you love. When you truly care about it, have your own little world online and get to practice your craft. I suggest that even if nothing else in your life seems to be going the way you want it to, you focus on your craft. It can take you places, physically, but also spiritually and emotionally. So in this episode, I want to talk about this, mastering your craft, but never with the goal of perfecting it, just making time for it and letting it shape you to be the person you're meant to become. I can't exactly describe to you the kind of peace and satisfaction you feel when you're making time for your craft and having a regular practice, ideally daily. It's something that has to be experienced, but it gives you meaning. It gives you a reason to keep going. You know it matters and that's enough to get you to wake up with purpose. If you found a way to share your craft with the world and even help others with that, you did a good job. Then it can become your legacy, your career, your business, your gift to the world. Another big benefit of practicing your craft is that it guides you back to yourself. It lets you be your most authentic self and embrace that. I've had the chance to observe many creators in different industries in the last 10 years, and they're real ones and they're fake ones. I can't spend much time on the platform of a fake one, one that's just in it for the money, pretending to be something they're not, trying to convince people to buy, imitating other business owners, or anything like that. That's one of the many reasons why I couldn't continue being on Instagram anymore. I saw too much of that, and it affected me. I also couldn't practice my craft freely there. A platform that's for me is one that provides creative freedom, that allows me to have control over it and reach the right people, one that inspires me to do my best work and which isn't focused on the money but on the impact. And that's always been my blog. Then it also became my newsletter, the podcast, now the books again, and so on. It was never a social media channel, but I know that can work for some people. And speaking of practicing your craft, one of the most important things it gives me is humility. When I've been blindsided by potential big numbers in business, when I've distracted myself from what I'm meant to be doing, when I lost sight of my purpose, one thing I always came back to was writing, creating, and covering the topics most dear to my heart. In that practice, I felt humble again because my craft is bigger than me. And I believe that to tame your ego in life, you gotta dedicate your time to something bigger than you. That can be your religion, your family, spirituality, or a combination of these. But it can also be your craft. In the moments when I felt a lot of lack in my life, when I've been so focused on what I didn't have that I stopped enjoying life, I came back to my craft and it made me feel abundant again. It reminded me that even if this is all I get to achieve, I still have plenty 
and it's perfect this way. From that mindset, I get to create my best work and I become empowered again, which are the two things I need to also grow my business and live my best life. So tell me, when was the last time you practiced your craft and how can you turn it into a weekly or daily activity? If you want some guidance around defining what you're meant to be doing, you can check out my book called Finding the One Thing You Were Born to Do, from recognizing to monetizing your passion. It will teach you how to live a happier life by finding your true calling among so many other interests and daily activities, finding meaning in your days by doing work you love, monetizing your passion and having the ultimate freedom and independence by making money thanks to what you enjoy doing the most. I've been analyzing the passion phenomena for many years. I've been doing what I love for a living for nearly a decade and I've seen the effect this has had on so many other people I admire. Because of that, I just had to create this book to help you experience the same. I'll add the link to the show notes if you want to check it out. It's available both as an ebook and as paperback. If you've just discovered your craft though, but are so focused on the idea of making it profitable, you might want to try another approach. Don't put pressure on your craft. Don't try to decide where it will take you. Instead, let it take you where you are meant to arrive thanks to it. How you'll make your money online might be far from what you're imagining now. And your first 10 business ideas might be a big failure. But as long as you keep doing what you love and you keep trying new things, it will work. You just don't know how or when yet. Also, don't believe in the starving artist myth. Don't worry about the competitive field you're entering, your lack of experience or initial capital, or how young or old you are. That has nothing to do with whether or not you can do what you love and monetize it one day. Most of the barriers on the way are what we ourselves create. When you remove them, what's left is you and your craft, and there is nothing stopping you from practicing it. Find time in your early mornings, late evenings, in the weekend, in the moments when nothing else is happening and you get to be by yourself. And most importantly, when inspiration hits, do whatever you can to immediately pour that energy into your craft because it can create magic. And don't forget to share what you create for free with people, to give them a chance to experience it, to hear their feedback, provide value before you ever ask for anything in return. I did that through the free content on my platforms. And here's an example of the business owner that I interviewed today. That's Adam Connell, one of the top 50 marketers in the world and founder of Blogging Wizard. I asked him when he started his first business and how it went. Here's what he said. Over the years, I've had a few different businesses. Not all of them were successful. And weirdly, that's a good thing. I learned some important lessons. I started my first online business in college sometime around 2008-2009. It happened almost by accident and some would view it as a complete failure, but failing forward matters. And without this experience, I wouldn't have had many of the wins that followed. While I was in college studying music technology and production, a couple of my lecturers inspired me to launch my own record label. One of them was a renowned trans producer and the other ran a drum and bass label. I learned a lot from them about the nuts and bolts of starting a record label. But back then, I had the if you build it, they will come type mindset. I had to break that mindset the hard way. 
So, I launched the record label with music produced by myself and a few friends. And aside from a few sales, nothing happened. By the time I considered winding things down, I hadn't broke even. And I very nearly threw in the towel. Then, I randomly stumbled onto a specific avenue of open source culture, the net audio movement. I found hundreds of small record labels, known as net labels, that were releasing music completely free, just for the love of it. Not wanting to let the project be for nothing, my friends and I all agreed to release the music for free instead. This time, I dug deeper into the marketing side of things, bought a book on music marketing and looked at how other net labels marketed their music. We ended up releasing more than 60 records from artists all over the world and reaching millions of people with those releases. My own trans music collectively had over 100k downloads and I made some great friends along the way. The project was shut down some years ago now, but it taught me the power of free content. And in the process of designing the website for my net label, I discovered WordPress. And its blogging functionality made it easy for us to announce new releases. The time and effort put into this project was significant, but it helped to shape the mindset I needed to launch my current business and get it to where it is now. Great story, right? Now he earns six figures as a blogger and runs multiple sites, one of which is about making music. So don't keep your content to yourself. And if you create a paid product and no one buys it, repurpose that content. Do something else with it. Give more people a chance to experience it. That's one of the main reasons why I'm now turning some modules of my courses into standalone books. Because they can create massive impact and a book is easier to access and more affordable. So while course sales might not happen as much as I want, my books get attention soon after I release them and with little to no marketing. Don't give up on your craft and sharing your message if one specific way of presenting it doesn't work. Try something else and try again until you see results. One other aspect of this that I want to mention is timing. And here's an example. I recently began the process of updating my signature blogging course, blog to biz System. It's a huge program, so that will take months. But here's what I did so far. I outlined the new curriculum. Many decisions had to be made in terms of what lessons to add to remove, what to replace, group differently, turn into a different format, and all with the goal of making the program more doable and making it easier for the student to actually go through all the content and take action on it. I also picked the new branding, I created new lecture slides and turned them into templates that I can use for all modules and not think about design anymore which saves me time. I updated most of the guides, workbooks and planners in the course and I prepared the content for the first few modules and I'm ready to start recording videos. That update has been on my mind for years as the quality of the videos inside the course isn't good. There might be outdated information here and there, the branding isn't great either and there is actually more content than necessary. Now it will be more action-oriented and easier for a student to get results. And now, the time has come for me to tackle this big project. I have the creative space for it, and most importantly, I feel like doing it. Any other moment before that would mean I would have pushed myself, and that is then reflected in the course content, and students get to feel that energy from me, which is not what I want. So the right timing in creative work is key in my opinion.
That's what I wanted to share with you today. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Free and Fearless podcast. If you loved what you heard, please tell me what your biggest breakthrough was. Share the episode on Instagram and tag me at Let's Read Success. Make sure you subscribe to the show if you haven't already. And if you want to work with me, go to letsreadsuccess.com courses to see what I offer. Thanks for tuning in again and I'll see you next time.